guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. Today, we have a special guest here. Matt Young is with us. Matt, welcome to Thank the show. You. Uh, the reason why we're doing this show is, I mean, as you know, that from time to time, we take on our clients to the show to give you an idea about, you know, what was their process like and what would be, you know, uh, some of the experiences that they had and what you can learn from them, basically. Matt, uh, thank you very much uh, for doing this. A pleasure to be here. Uh, first of all, can my audience get to know you a little bit? Uh, I'm a pretty traditional expat in that I've spent probably 50% of my adult life in other countries, mm -hmm. traveling, working, mostly development projects, uh, an advisor to different governments, uh, everywhere from the UAE, West Africa, Southeast Asia. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very familiar with uh, different cultures, different cities. So it was sort of a n natural course for me to end up here at yeah. some point. Yeah. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the United States. The last few years has been in Texas mm -hmm. and did some development there. Uh, small real estate development company. Mm -hmm. So always been into property. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting for me, Matt, is that you, you, you traveled all of these countries and you're a global citizen at the end of the day. Um, why Turkey? Turkey, uh, it hits a lot of different buttons. One, it's a melting pot. You have essentially every culture from the globe is represented here in some way. Turkey's geographic location makes it a crossroads to the rest of the world. Uh, for somebody like me who travels extensively, uh, the airport is a direct flight to pretty much every country Mm -hmm. that I wish to visit. Yeah. And, and so logistically, it, it just makes good sense. Mm -hmm. uh, Aside from, you know, the logistics, this, you know, the strategic location of the country, um, culture. Well, um, where you're coming from, mm -hmm. United States of America, um, it's, uh, you know, it's the Western culture. Mm -hmm. But when you come to Turkey, you will find the Western culture and the remarks of the Eastern culture as well. And as you said, it's a melting pot. When you were coming to Turkey for the first time, did you have any concerns as, you know, you would fit in or would you have any problems uh, fitting in? I, I think there's two answers to that. Uh, as an individual, if I'm talking about myself, I would say no, because having worked in Saudi Arabia, which is you know, a far stricter culture and the UAE, which is more similar as far as a, a tolerant uh, Islamic state, uh, it's not foreign to me, but I can have a lot of empathy for my Western brothers, you know, mm -hmm. people coming from the United States, for instance. I could see them having concerns about it, but I think once people come, they realize how much more tolerant, ironically, you will find the Turkish culture, because I think Turkey... Turkey is a much older culture than the United States. Correct. And what I find surprising uh, or enlightening is that they've had a millennia to welcome other cultures and to adapt. And that's what I think most people will find surprising is when you come to a city like Istanbul, you will be amazed at how well they embrace mm -hmm. different cultures, faiths, ideologies. Uh, I, I think it's it's a rare city in that. There's only a handful yeah. of cities in the world that I see it on the level. 
Correct. That I do yeah. here. Agree with you. And you also said something interesting. You said uh, you see uh, your American, your fellow Americans having some concerns about Turkey. What are some of the concerns that they have um, about Turkey? I, when I say concern, I, I really think they're unfounded. I think it comes from not knowing, mm-hmm. you know, the cliches. Oh, it's a predominantly Muslim state, so it's going to be this way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem. I, I, I don't think any of them really found it, so that it, it's hard for me to address them mm-hmm. on a, oh, well, this is this way instead of that. I, I think it's more of just not having the exposure yes. um, for all the the freedom of the internet and knowledge in the United States. People don't really use it as well as they can to, to discover um, right. how similar... The, you can you can have a Western lifestyle here. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, my lifestyle is pretty Western. Yeah. And, and, and when you look at my family's lifestyle, yeah. it's uh, pretty conservative. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's it's just like you said. I mean, we're com- we keep, we will probably keep coming back to this point. Yeah. Melting pot. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely. But um, also, um, the culture is one thing. Living in this country is another thing. And as you talked about the strategic location being close to all Mm -hmm. these countries. But you came to Turkey not just to live, but to invest. Absolutely. Put your money in here. Absolutely. So when you look at Turkey, the future of this country, why you have decided to bring your money here and invest in real estate particularly? Well, it's twofold. Uh, Looking at what's going on uh, in the last two years, I mean, obviously we can't, talk about this without talking about the pandemic and what that's done to what I would call the, the, the A-list countries, the first worlds, the Australia's, United States, Canada, uh, Western Europe. These countries, because they have so much control over the world monetary system, specifically with the U.S. dollar, inflation is inevitable with them. Yes. And so it just makes good financial sense to look at countries like the, the Turkish lira, I think it's at about a 12-year low to the dollar. And it's just basic arithmetic for me. If if the Turkish lira is at a 12-year low, I like Turkey. I like the properties, good construction here, beautiful landscapes. If I invest U.S. currency into Turkey now at a 12-year low, knowing that the United States is going to be hit with intense inflation over the next few years, uh, the Turkish market could stay stagnant and I'm still going to come out ahead based on that investment. So, I mean, from a financial standpoint, it just makes sense because the the world economy has put Turkey and a handful of other countries in a really good position to gain against the dollar. Um, Then you put on top the new financial center, moving, what, 40,000 jobs, I think, out of Ankara to Istanbul. Having rental properties near that is a no-brainer. That's 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 basically your investment, right? You yeah. purchase properties mm-hmm. around the new financial center. Yes. What was your? I mean, you, you basically talked about it, but um, based on the financial center, right? Mm-hmm. What motivated you to buy a property around it? Well, I, I look at what I would want to do. You know, if I'm a, a young professional. Uh, I want to be near work. I want a, a nice building. 
the new developments around there are first class. I mean, they're world class. You're not going to see anything better in the United States uh, or the UAE, or certainly not in Western Europe. And at the square meter price, and looking what you can get for a rental, you know, I look at 40,000 jobs coming to that area. I don't see a new enough new construction to handle yeah. that influx. Um, like I said, it, it, for me, these things just seem obvious. Um, and I probably don't explain them as, as clearly for some people who don't understand, you know, uh, the economics of being a landlord. But when you have a massive migration of sort of mid-level or middle-class professionals moving into an White area, guys. I mean, just the the numbers are going to be, you yeah. know, conservatively, I'm looking at 15, 20% yeah. increases annually. Yeah. Correct. Where else are you going to put your money? Well, and, I mean, and get that with a solid capital asset. Yeah, and um, that that is that is a situation today and mm -hmm. right now when this financial center is still under construction. Mm -hmm. Think about it once it is finished, and think about it five, ten years from now if the government really implements what they say mm -hmm. uh, they're going to do, which is what they're saying is basically we are going to. Uh, create new financial instruments. Mm -hmm. We are going to bring a new outlook to to finance and mm -hmm. how it's being handled in Turkey. Within that, you're looking at the blockchain system, the cryptocurrencies, mm -hmm. the Islamic banking, and different types of financial instruments. Not only uh, to help uh, the country, but it's going to help the future of the country. Right now, we're basically dealing with this inflation mm -hmm. and the exchange rate problem whenever there's a you know problem with the united states over there we see turkish dollar going down you know it's just uh, everybody's losing money on paper right now but um one of the arguments behind the istanbul financial center was that we just don't want to tackle the world's problems right now head on as mm -hmm. turkey because we're not equipped for that what we want to do is that we want to create a center and bring out new systems to be prepared for the next five years, 10 years, so we don't get affected by this type of, you know, exchange rate and et cetera. And um, that really makes a lot of sense to me, and it makes a lot of sense to the economy of the country as well, because whatever you do, if, if, you, if you look at this country's history economically, the past 50, 60 years, you, yes, in the past 15, 20 years, there is a major change and there have been many investments in terms mm -hmm. of infrastructure, etc. But there hasn't been a very big fundamental change in terms of how Turkey is going to sort of uh, race with these big boys in the world. And um, I see financial center and what, what, what they're planning to do over there is to help Turkey do that. Just, you know, take this country from where it is now in the, you know, middle levels of the rank mm -hmm. of the list and bring it up there. That's uh, basically the aim. And um, in my opinion, that's definitely a wise decision. Well, I think you touched on something that's very important. They're setting the groundwork. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really a perfect storm. You know, it'd be nice to be able to point to one factor that is creating, well, my personal motivation and the motivation of tens of thousands of other people that are coming here. Um, you have everything from, like say, the blockchain development. You have an entirely new financial network that's right. being created. You have Brexit, which 
has had a lot of the financial uh, Goliaths looking for new bases. Uh, London is, I think you're going to see a great migration of financial institutions out of London after leaving the European Union. It just doesn't make sense to do business then. There are too much regulation. And without the open border with Western Europe, you know, places like Turkey. Where are these people going to go? Yeah. And you'll, you'll, and then you throw the pandemic on that, you know, remote working, people are not going to be worried about yeah. the geographical location so much. And then if they look at a place like Istanbul and say, like, you know, why wouldn't we move there? Why not? Our overhead is going to be cut by two thirds compared to London. Yeah. You've got tax incentives and you've got a brand new, you know, financial city center. Yeah. Uh, certainly a lot more comfortable than navigating downtown London. So, uh, and, and certainly better weather than London. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I like I said, I, the downsides, uh, a lot of my colleagues have asked me, you know, don't you think there's risk moving to a place like that? Uh, not just physically moving here, but, you know, moving assets and, and yeah. so on. But I look at the United States right now or Western Europe, Anything I were to invest over there, because they've done, the government is taking such an aggressive role to sort of keep the economies afloat. Anything you invest in, property, uh, financial instruments, you have maybe a 50% upside, but there's also a 50% downside. And I personally can't afford to lose 50% of my portfolio. But coming here, you know, I don't see the lira being at a 12-year low as a problem. I see it as a, an opportunity because my downside is maybe 10%. Maybe we drop another 10% with an extended pandemic lockdown or uh, any other world event. But the upside's 90%. Yeah. And that looks a lot better to me than, you know, uh, hoping that policy in the Western world changes, which I don't think it will. Yeah. Um, you know, high risks, yeah. high rewards. Uh, well, certainly, I would choose a calculated risk mm -hmm. if I do my homework on a country as Turkey, where there is certainly risk mm -hmm. and there is certainly an you know instability at a certain level mm -hmm. when you compare it to America, compare it to London. But if you study it well. And as you have done, mm -hmm. if you understand the underlying factors, yes, just like this scenario, you said, maybe my downside is 10%, but my upside is 90%, which mm -hmm. is something that you can achieve in very, very few places in the world. Indeed. And yeah. Turkey is one of them. Yeah. yeah. So um, coming on to um, another question now, um, you are applying for the citizenship. Yes. You have applied already. Yes. So to me, uh, not to me, I can, I can understand this, but for, for a lot of people, for our audiences, why would somebody who have a U.S. citizenship should go for Turkish citizenship? Can you please tell us the motivation behind that? Well, at the end of the day, the citizenship isn't the, the main motivation. I mean, I, even if that was taken off the table, I would still, I would still buy exactly what I bought. But the citizenship is a 
it offers a, a, just it, it, there's no reason not to do it um i having a back pocket passport you know and as much as i enjoy being here being able to come and go without the worry of a visa um or overstaying i i, I just it just makes good sense yeah and i'm a big believer in murphy's law if you what is it murphy's law is uh, uh, let's say you don't have a spare tire in your car yeah. you're going to get a flat tire but if you have one in your car you're yeah. not going to get it so having uh, in my case three extra passports if something some policy changes in say the yeah. US um and i feel like i need to denounce that citizenship it won't affect my lifestyle at all to do that whereas if you don't have extra citizenships or a place to go i mean that's a very problematic the us is the only country that taxes on citizenship they don't care where you're living in the world whether you're resident they tax your money in turkey period yeah they're so 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 you you come in here set up a business make all that money you, you I still, still have to pay, pay taxes, taxes back in the us how do uh, you feel about that not good not yeah. good so uh, i know you can get clever and and within the lines of the law and and uh, create companies and there are certain allowances they give you but it's still you're still looking over your shoulder all the time because no one wants to go through audits and you know always be afraid did i file everything right and for somebody like me who owns properties in you know at this point six different countries yeah that's a lot of paperwork of course so uh i can handle it now but in the future if they make it too difficult i always want that option to say yeah. you know what what am i really getting for that passport Can I let, let me ask you another question. Say um in 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 such a case say you come to a point where you need to denounce your US citizenship. Mm -hmm. And in 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 that case, would you be able to count on the Turkish citizenship say that's the only other passport you sure, have? And, and I've considered that. Yeah. Uh, there is nowhere that I feel I would have a problem getting to even going back to the US. Um you know one of the things and and most countries look at this when offering visas is what are your ties to that country mm -hmm. and I, I, you know i have a significant investment in property here you know the, no country is going to worry about me overstaying when they know yeah. if i'm traveling on a turkish passport that man this this is a a property holder in turkey he's not going to abandon that you know and, that, and that's really what it comes down to anybody's extending you a visa whether it be the US or the Schengen zone they want to know that you know you have a reason to go back to your country period it it's no more complicated than that and once you understand that and, and so for any american or western european looking at you know possibly changing their citizenship you know you would have to own property here to do that so that negates you know any visa free travel you're used to with a schengen passport or a us passport i mean us passport is a very powerful thing you can well, go nobody's evading that yeah you yeah. can go most anywhere with it, it it's a very yeah. convenient tool to travel the world yeah but if you set yourself up here as a you know a successful business person with yeah. assets 
you're not going to be denied entry anywhere. Of course not. And and, yeah. and let me just reinforce what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I only hold Turkish passport. Mm-hmm. I don't have any other passport. And there is this big thing about, oh, but you need a visa to go to Schengen zone and all that. So what? Two mm-hmm. days. Just, you know, just submit the paperwork mm-hmm. and, and you just go there. I went to Vietnam for Christmas uh, just prior to the pandemic and... I obviously need a visa to go there. They, you know, <laughs> the U.S.'s yeah. relationship with Vietnam is still yeah. evolving, um, but it was, you know, they were very happy to, yeah, a- extend a tourist visa. They love, you know, Westerners to travel there. It's great for their economy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've never had a problem. Plus, uh, yeah, it's it's and, and and we're talking about the Turkish passport. We're basically talking about 116 plus countries mm-hmm. visa free travel already. Yeah. So it's just. Uh, you know the Schengen area and U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Th- these are the places that you need the visa for. And for the U.S., you can just get ten years visa. Yep. And that's just um, you know obviously it depends on who you are. Oh, definitely. certainly. Yeah. Uh, but um, if you are, if as you said, if you have properties here, if you're an investor mm-hmm. in Turkey, nobody's just going to deny you. I was really amazed yeah. that uh, I spend uh, traditionally I spend uh, the month of January in Japan. And Turkey is visa-free to Japan. Of course. And that's actually a really big deal. It's one of the handful of countries that have that. Japan, yeah. most of South America, mm-hmm. you, Mexico, yeah. a lot of African countries, Asian countries, mm-hmm. the island countries. Mo- yeah. Most most islands in the Caribbean, yeah. we can travel. Panama, no visa. Yeah. So, so all these things. Are, plus, the free healthcare. And that is actually a big subject over there as oh, an yes. American, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, what do you think about? I mean, uh, first of all, have you had any? Ch- I don't. I don't even know how to word this question. Have you had any chances to experience Turkish healthcare? Obviously, something had to go wrong. No, sa- yeah. sadly, but, uh, I'm I'm healthy. Yeah. But uh, okay. yeah, so, I um, uh, I mean, the closest to that is I had to walk into a pharmacy just to get um, some vitamins and uh, just a quick glance at prices and what was available on the shelf um yeah no it's wonderful you have an experience that i hope you would never experience or you wouldn't feel any necessity to go to hospital but um um over the past um four or five years uh i have interviewed many expats Mm -hmm. who moved to turkey who have been living in turkey and who have acquired turkish passports and um, many of these people had experiences um and what they're saying basically is that when you compare it to say america or some european mm-hmm. countries especially the uk the turkish healthcare is not just free but it is also good so i don't so disagree with that i they're, they're not giving yeah. you just a free service but a you know yeah. crappy service but it's a good service and free yeah well, i'm currently a hundred kilometers away from a, a large hospital and i walk by it regularly and i can't tell the difference from it and walking by a hospital in say Houston. You, you said know. 100 kilometers away? Oh yeah, 100 uh, meters away. 100 Excuse meters me. away. And I was like 100 kilometers. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't walk that, that far in a yeah. day. Feels like it sometimes on yeah. the hills. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm just around the corner from a, a very large yeah. central Istanbul hospital and it, no, it's first class. You know, you you wouldn't know you weren't in any western yeah. you know plus right now technically we are in europe yes this is the european part of istanbul yes so you are technically in europe yeah. it's still categorized as the western maybe not the whole country 
but this is the portion that yeah. is categorized as Western. Yeah. And uh, lastly, Matt, uh, what I want to say is that I think this will also help our audience a great deal. How was your process of uh, purchasing property with us? How did you first of all find out about us? And how was your process? Uh, it's a it's a it, it's a very quick learning curve. Um, you know, Property Turkey has been wonderful on it, and you know, not, not to just give you a blatant plug, but it does make a difference. Uh, again, I is sort of two ways to answer that: one as me as an individual, and one as somebody who sort of understands what people who maybe don't have the experience I do in countries like this, I can certainly imagine how overwhelming it can be. Um, things are done very differently in, in the U.S. or, you know, I've, I've purchased property in France before and it's, it's different. Uh, it's far more paperwork. Um, but here in Turkey, things, things go fairly quickly. And, uh, but there are things I've never heard of before. So having somebody to sort of hold my hand through that has been very helpful. Um, uh, I would say to anyone uh, even considering this, the, you, you need an agent you trust and, and more importantly that you can communicate well with. You need to be able to say, I don't understand what this is or, you know, what does this mean? and not let your you know pride get in the way and also to accept that things are done differently a little nerve-wracking um, moving significant amounts of money into foreign banks converting uh, the closing process that can be a little overwhelming and that's fine just say hey I'm nervous about doing this and and yeah. until you feel comfortable you know you need to surround yourself with a, a good legal team here which isn't hard to do uh, compared to the U.S. A, a, a really good lawyer is very affordable and a, a necessity. So find a good lawyer, which you guys were great in helping me find. So, you know, it, it's really just having a good relationship with somebody yeah. that you can, can trust. And that's, that's basically what, um, where we base our i mean that's basically our whole philosophy mm -hmm. because first of all at the end of the day if you have been operating in an industry for the past 20 years mm -hmm. and if you have helped thousands and thousands of clients you basically understand what these people want yeah and even before you come to us all the questions that you have in your mind we answered them and we also have answers to the questions that you don't even think about right now but you will start thinking about them yeah. when you face them and again the you know the associate lawyers the after sales team uh, the different departments yeah. the established system that we have i mean it's it, it's all after so many years of you know um seeing and learning uh, mm -hmm. with the clients and seeing their learning from their uh, specific needs and just providing them whatever they need yeah yeah yeah, yeah i you know i'd love to I always like to throw a little criticism in where i can but Please go ahead you know, I, I honestly don't have one. Um, well, we're, we're, we're pretty uh, open to that. I mean, yeah. you know. No, and, and I, it has been that environment um, where, you know, when I say I would offer a criticism, but there's no need because the environment has been so fluid. You know, uh, dealing with, you know, Ferry, for instance, was my mm -hmm. first point of contact. And 
he helped me narrow down where I needed to look. Yeah. What was the right place? I, I would have never, I, I knew the financial center was coming, but it, you know, in hindsight, it sounds silly. Why wouldn't have I known that? But it, it never occurred to me, well, let's look at a property right next door to that. Yeah. Um, so he helped me sort of put together my sort of my business acumen with my, you know, desire of, you know, a quality of life and, and, and things like that. And we came up with a, a workable formula. You know, I have a property on the European side, which fits sort of my personal needs, and now one on the Asia side near the new financial center, which is good economics. And so it's a, it's a nice balance. And, uh, and like I said, it was, an, it, it was an evolution. I didn't come into this knowing what I was going to I didn't know if I was going to buy one property yeah. or multiple. It, when I, I went from one property in the beginning to possibly five properties, and at the end, I ended up with two higher-end properties than I originally thought I was going to get, but it just made sense. And I think that's important. I don't think anybody should come into a market like this with some preconceived plan. You, 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 the best thing that's going to work out for anyone is to work with you guys, look at all the options, and, and create a package that's going to work for you. And... It worked out well for me. Matt, thank you very much for it's joining. Pleasure, uh, it's been um, really great talking to you, and I hope uh, my audience have learned a lot from your experiences uh, and um, your wise comments about the Finance Center and why you came in here. Um, thank you very much uh, for coming. And guys, uh, thanks a lot uh, for watching. And if you have any questions or any comments, please comment them down below. And with this WhatsApp number, you can always reach us. Take good care and see you in the next one. Cheers.